Well, what's up, guys? Hey. Hey. Howdy. Howdy. Howdy, <laughs> Howdy there. Howdy there, partner. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 58 of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. And yes, as you can see, today we are six. We are bringing back a big-time Nothing But Controversy legend in Tanner Marsh. Welcome back with an absolutely amazing cowboy hat, might I add. Yeehaw! Yeah, baby. I'm happy to be here, baby. I'll tell you what, we're going to have a good dang time, baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but it is also our Super Bowl special. Yes, we are five days away from the biggest football game of the year. Are you guys excited? Because I'm, uh, I am ecstatic. Fired up. Absolutely. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to go over t- today, a lot of Super Bowl stuff, stuff around the NFL. But uh, first, uh, we want to we wanna catch up with Tanner Marsh. What's been going on this past year? We're, uh, we're interested to know. Take it away. Man. Man, a lot of things have been happening. Um, shoot, where do I start? Um, uh, shoot, I was in a movie. That was pretty crazy. Pretty wild. Well. I was yeah. in the uh, American Underdog uh, Kurt Warner. Pretty. That was a pretty wild experience to be a part of. It was actually through a former coach that I played for um, in the Arena Football League. He hit me up one day. He was like, hey, are you still in the Dallas, Houston, Texas? I'm like, yeah, man. And I'm like, count me in. I don't even care what it is. I'm there. That's fun. So. Oh, wow. And it ended up being, you know, a crazy experience. It was, you know, I, I kind of accepted it not knowing really much about it. And, you know, it ended up being, you know, Zachary Levi, Dennis Quaid, all these big-time actors. And um, it was, uh, that actually was like the main double as Kurt Warner is, is a CFL quarterback. Um, his name's Will and I don't know if I'm saying his last name right aren't he was with Ottawa for a while then I think he finished this last season with BC amazing guy amazing quarterback great guy Um, yeah I'm um, I'm actually in the college I don't know if y'all have seen the movie but in the number nine for the uh, college team like goes around, boots out, like throws it, completes it, but he gets tackled short. I go to the sideline. That's me. I go to the sideline, and the coach. We did that scene for like five freaking hours, over and over and over and over. And so it got to the point, and in the scene, he like grabs me and he shakes me and he like hits me on the helmet. And he's like, "Dang it, you got it!" And you know, he's yelling at me. And we did it so many times that he he kept saying my name. He kept being like, "Dang it, Tanner." And so then I like walk by all awkward and, uh, you know, Zachary Levi, who's Kurt Warner is like, Hey coach, put me in. So it's a cool team. <laughs> did it forever. But, um, it's actually really funny because, uh, you know, I seen, you know, the coach is like yelling at me. He's like, dang it, Tanner. And he comes up to me. He's like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I keep having to do this. And I'm like, man, this is basically how my career right here getting yelled at. So this is, I'm good at this. This is what I'm good at. <laughs> And so basically all these scenes, all the call-up scenes, I'm basically the uh, quarterback that throws like the bad passes, uh, the quarterback that gets benched. So um, any bad passes you see in there is basically my passes. So. Okay. <laughs> my career, right? Oh, man, that's awesome. And did, did you get to see like any early screenings of the film or anything like that? Or? Uh, we, like we didn't get to see – no. Only no. some of the major guys. I was only there for like two and a half weeks, I think. The other guys were there for like two months. So I was only there because it was like the football scenes were getting really intense. And they just needed an extra guy to kind of come help. Um, because the, the doubles that were playing actual Kurt Warner um, were taking some freaking hits. Like hits, hits. Yeah, it was pretty wild. It was a wild. It was like we would have to walk through for hours on hours of how like, okay, we're going to be here. We're going to take the hit under our ribs and the camera's going to be here. And so it was just, it was a wild experience to see and like just to have to stand there and just take a hit. 
That's nuts. Yeah, no, it was crazy. And then from that, I also was in an academy commercial, but I wasn't in it. I just got to throw the ball in it. But um, yeah, yeah, so now I'm nothing, but that's next awesome. I'm going to LA and now I'm going to just create my own documentary. So that's my next move here <laughs> to show up in my cowboy. My time, make documentary, baby. <laughs> <laughs> gotta say i'm uh, i'm loving the 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 southern country theme today that's uh, you like that you like absolutely. that well i gotta throw it in there now you know. abby's cutting out with you guys is he cutting out with you guys yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah you're uh you're cutting out a bunch uh tanner i got like i don't know uh i don't know what's going on i don't know if it's just me but uh, i don't uh-oh is it is uh did it disconnect a lot in my story or what? Yeah, a little bit during the story. Dawson, I think you're muted. Like we got the gist of everything I said. Yeah. We are yeah, having yeah, some yeah. technical yeah. difficulties right now. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. Anyways, we could edit that out. That's no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, anything, go- anything else going on with, uh, with you, with uh, the football camps and whatnot? Uh, tell me about that. got back from Mexico I did a uh, in Monterey Mexico I did a QB camp out there well a camp with uh, younger kids but yeah I've been doing it like crazy um, down here in Houston and Dallas still doing that you know that's my passion that's something I love so that along with you know other business things man that's what I do Um, but uh, you know I'm about to get married in Canada in August Yeah, congratulations! Yep, I'm coming up there in Montreal, marrying a Canadian. So the boys are crashing the wedding. <laughs> hey, come on with it, man. Hey, you know it's. Good. Yeah, we really wanted to hear that. Yeah. I <laughs> Can you repeat what you just said? We they could cut out right as you were start, right as you started talking there. So I said, "Well, hey, it's." Uh... Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> It's not meant to be. Me. And of course, baby, it's an open bar, baby. We, oh, we, yeah. There we go. That's all I needed there to hear. That's, That's all, all we needed to hear. Tanner is not cheaping out on the Alki. No way. <laughs> no, that. No, that was like the one rule we had. Like, we agreed, like, you know what? No matter what, we're going to have an open bar. Yeah, you're going to be you're gonna be drinking that that strong stuff, the, the 10% uh, Labatt Blues. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yuck! Alrighty, let's. Well, I want to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's. Uh, well, I mean, let's talk about uh, one one thing before we get to the Super Bowl. A big, very important thing that happened in the NFL. And uh, last week, uh, Brian Flores, who is the ex head coach of the Miami Dolphins, uh, filed a lawsuit against the NFL uh, and a couple of the teams that have interviewed him in the past for uh, being racist and uh, being racist in the interview process. And uh, not just towards the, the teams he's been interviewed with, but the, the complete NFL itself. And uh, a lot of people would like to think that he's got a point with, uh, with coaching vacancies and uh, the racism involved with that. Um, I don't know if you guys want to give any of your opinions. I just, I, I wrote down uh, my favorite take from what I saw, not my, my favorite, but what, one that like stuck out to me, I guess. It was from, uh, from Nick Wright. I'm sure you guys all know who he is, but basically he came out and said like, it's like statistically impossible for there only to be two black NFL coaches. I guess there's three now. One of them is biracial, but it counts. Um, if the hiring process is like based off merit, because he said basically like, think about like tomorrow if you woke up and half of the, the head coaches in the NHL were black. Like, wouldn't that seem a little odd considering that 2% of the NHL is, is black? It's kind of the same thing in the NFL now. And it's kind of shocking because 70% of the NFL is black and there's only two black head coaches in the NFL. So he's Absolutely. saying, basically, yeah. So he's saying basically if it's based off like, like merit, it's it's almost statistically impossible. 
possible for it not to be ran and for it to be not like racism involved, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> like we spoke about it yesterday. I think we can all agree that it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, the, the movement is, is, is something that absolutely needs to happen. Um, but one thing that did upset me with Brian Flores is just how he handled the, the Houston Texans situation. I, I, I found him personally, um, you know, to be a little bit arrogant when it came to the, you know, the Lovey Smith decision um, and, and his lawyer basically saying that the only reason they chose Lovey over Brian Flores was for X, Y, Z reason being the lawsuit. Um, but I don't know. I find it like, I, again, I find it a bit arrogant that he would, you know, say that in the same breath as a congratulations to another minority coach getting, getting a role. So that's the only thing that, you know, upsets me about how he's going about it. But in general, like we all know it, it, it it's obvious. Um, and, and someone finally had to say it and someone finally did, but um, again, just the way they're going about it is not my favorite. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much to add here. Like you said, statistics, statistically, like, when like there's no way that there should be that little little representation for these players, but I agree with Dawson. Like the the whole thing yesterday, I think it upset a lot of people. Um, it doesn't doesn't. I don't understand the point of doing that from Flores. Like what what does that do for him? Regard like congratulating Lovey Smith, good for you. What other than like and then blaming them for not hiring him. Like, what does that do for you? It hurts you, if anything, especially in the midst of a huge lawsuit like this. So, and and the first thing he said too before filing that lawsuit was, you know, that he he knew that this might affect you know him getting a job down the line, and now that he's blaming the lawsuit or not blaming it, but you know, using it as an excuse, I think he he would have been better off just you know exactly congratulating like you guys said, and you know just moving on. But uh, I. I you got to commend the guy for, for, for going out of his way and, and standing up though for, for the community. I don't really have anything to add. You guys kind of yeah. touched on everything. Um, it's just the thing that started at the start that kind of threw me off is he was kind of throwing coaches under the bus saying like, like that they weren't qualified as qualified as him. Like I understand that he thinks that it's, it's because of his race that he's not getting it. And it's, it, Honestly, it might be we're not in those in those rooms, in those interviews. But these are, like, really high-qualified coaches that are getting these jobs, too. Like, it's not like they just picked some random guy to, to come in because he was white and, and Flores is black, you know? So, like, he came after, like – like, the big thing when it started was the fact that the Giants hired uh, Brian Dable. Like, that was one of the big things. But Brian Dable has been in uh, head coaching interviews for the past two years. Like, he deserves to be that guy. And – Everybody knew it was pretty much going to be Dable when, when Joe Shane got hired because he's going to bring him with him. So that's kind of how it started. And like Dawson said, the way he's handling it with another minority coach getting hired, saying that he kind of deserved it more than him was, was definitely not uh, helping his case in, in this lawsuit. Cowboy? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I think it's a very touchy subject. And, you know, something from my experience is in, you know, in the coaching world, especially at that high of a level, it is such like a close knit group of guys. And honestly, most of, uh, you know, when they're become when somebody becomes a head coach, you know, a lot of times they bring in guys that they're very close with or guys that are, um, you know, they've known for years. It, 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 half the time, it's not even necessarily to a position that they specialize in, but it's not only to help uh, create like a good culture, you know, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're trying to run a multi-million dollar company or business, um, you know, you want people there that you like to have around you. Right. And you, you, you bring in these people, uh, that you know personally and that have been around success. Um, so saying that, like, it's a, it's a tough, it's, it's a tough circle to get into. And, you know, I do think there needs to be more minorities in that circle. Um, and I think that, you know, coach Flores doing this process is, I think will help that tremendously, but, uh, 
you know, I agree with you guys. I don't think he's, you know, going the best way around it. And, you know, it is tough because, you know, you hear when anything like this, like this happens, you hear, you know, all these negative things come out about somebody. Oh, well, he got in a fight with Tua. Oh, well, he, you know, he was talking crap to players. Like, you know, you start hearing these things and you just don't really know what's true and, you know, what's real. Um, so I think he made a great, you know, I, I I think the lawsuit's good and I think it's needed. I think there does need to be the change because there are a lot of coaches that don't get recognition because of, you know, that close knit circle. And, you know, it's, it's, it's bad for the football. It's bad for, you know, changes that need to come. So and now I don't agree with how he handled the new coaching hires. You know, I don't agree with how he handled a lot of things, but again, you know, I don't know what exactly is going on in the background. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a touchy subject and, you know, there does need to be change, but, you know, I do agree that, you know, I think Lovey Smith was a great hire for the Houston Texans. I think that, that, you know, he, those players respected him and still battled for him. And, um, you know, I do think there is some shadiness about how Flores was fired from Miami. And, you know, I, I don't think he deserved to be fired. I thought he did a great job bringing that team, rallying that team. Um, you know, I think you know, trickle down to coaching issues. I think he's a great coach and, you know, it, I, I do think it took him some balls to do what he did. So, you know, I hope it does create change and I don't think he'll be on the market very long, you know, once he gets hired and he'll probably get hired as, you know, uh, you know, assistant coach somewhere or receivers coach or quarterback coach or DC, you know, something like that. And you won't even hear about it because, you know, negative news towards that situation, which is very frustrating, but that's the NFL for you. Mm -hmm. Fantastically put. <clears throat> yeah and like another thing that was shady like i don't know if it was him but like like there's been like apparently like coaches coming out now saying like they were getting offered like big bonuses to like lose like yeah, apparently like he was the one that started he was it was him right yeah so the dolphins owner to lose every game yeah so he's getting yeah so he's getting offered whatever 100k to lose then hugh jackman comes out and says he was getting offered 50k per loss with with the browns and then uh i think it was and Jason McCourty, who played on the Browns, said, like, yeah, like, I was, I was a part of the Browns, and we weren't trying to win. Like, mm -hmm. it, was, it was a very weird culture. Like, Hugh Jackson yeah. accepted that offer. He would be, like, on the Forbes list right now if they were just men in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, his, his record was, like, 11-44 and something. Yeah. <clears throat> That's unreal. Very rich man. Well, you know, I also do believe that, you know, if management there's, – there's a fine line, right? Like – you know, I dealt with this in Montreal a little bit, but like in management, if the management and the head coaching isn't on the same page, then like it's a freaking shit show. It's horrible, right? And it's and that's what what you see like in Miami, and for anybody past, you know, an upper in an office position, being like, hey, if you lose, you know, we'll pay you extra. Not having any idea how football works, and that you can't just like purposely lose like that would be I mean crap I wish somebody would come up to me and be like hey we'll pay you 100k every time you throw a pick baby I would have I would have been rich dude <laughs> maybe, maybe that is what happened actually maybe that you know <laughs> they essentially the Dolphins essentially came in said tank for Tua he didn't tank got Tua and how did that work out for him a tank tank for Burrow no, but at the time it was tanked for two. It wasn't tanked for Bo Burrow. Burrow wasn't. Apparently, tanked. apparently Stephen Ross wanted Burrow though at the time. That's yeah, that's what I've been reading. The end of it, when he, oh no, no, he like when he started first. offering him, like halfway through the year, it was Burrow. Okay, yeah. So at that point, yeah, you tanked for Burrow, but now look, it was, it was tanked for the number one overall pick. It doesn't have to be a name associated with it. Stephen Ross wanted the number one overall pick. Yeah, that's and that's that's wild. I mean, it makes sense, though. Like, from somebody that's, like, their main goal is to bring in money, like, that's – that makes sense. I mean, paying 100 k per game, he's going to make, you know, triple that coming back. But, you know, there's a lot – you got to understand, like, in a, in a business that's just that much money going around, like, there's so much shady stuff going around. 
in those organizations, you know, you don't even know the half, like so many, so much we barely hear about that. It's, it's actually pretty wild, you know, cause you know, to them a hundred K is, you know, that's just, you know, that's a chump change. That's, you know, Gatorade, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I'm saying is if you make the right pick at five and take Herbert instead of Tua, we're having a very different conversation right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, yeah, a lot of shady stuff going with the coaching circle in the NFL. But uh, hey, this is our Super Bowl special. It's time to get to the main event, man. Yeah, baby. And this year's Super Bowl. I mean, if you would have told me at the start of the year that we were going to see the Rams in their home stadium playing against the Bengals, I would have told you you're crazy. Joey B. And here we are, five days away. Tanner, I, I got I to gotta know what you think about this matchup. Yeah, I'm big, you know, Matthew Stafford, man, Dallas quarterback. Um, love that he's finally getting a chance. You know, I hate rooting for the team that has literally, you know, the Avengers on them. <laughs> the, their team's freaking amazing. But, um, you know, I, I'm i a big Matthew Stafford guy. I love guys that, like, stuck with a bad organization, battled through that, and then gets this opportunity. I freaking love it. Um but you know, like I, you know, I'm a big underdog guy too. So um, I'm excited to see it. I love. Uh, it's kind of a hit and miss sometimes. Us Texas, us Texas gunslingers, baby, you never know what you're gonna get sometimes. <laughs> you never know if you're gonna get four picks or five touchdowns. You never know. Yeah, yeah for sure. But. I do think I, – I, I want Cincinnati I, – I do want Cincinnati to win, but I also want Stafford to win. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> – it's tough. Also, you know what? As a Dallas Cowboys fan who hated watching OBJ play so long, like, I love the guy, and I hate how much negative media he gets because the guy's a freak nature athlete. Unreal. And he's finally in a good position, and you see how good he is when he's used the right way. And, you know, I love when guys that people are like, oh, he's washed up, he's nobody – leave a bad situation and come to a good one and show their like full potential. And it, I love that crap, you know, like it, it, I love it. So, um, cause I'm a true believer in like, if you could be an average player in one system and an absolute superstar in another system. And so, you know, he's just a great example of that along with Stafford, even though Stafford's been balling out for a minute, but um, you know, if I'm betting money, I'm probably going with the Rams. What I who yeah. I want to win is, you know, I love I love the Joey B persona. So Okay. So give me your give me your Super Bowl score and your Super Bowl MVP. Um woo. man. I'm gonna go with like a close game. I'm gonna go with like a like a 31-30 LA Rams. And I'm going to go with MVP OBJ. Wow. You know what? I'm going to go MVP. I'm sorry. MVP Matthew Stafford because he's going to chunk it for like 500 yards. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, piggybacking off of that, um, if uh, if Matthew Stafford's throwing for 500 yards, I think uh, a guy by the name of Cooper Cup is going to be getting uh, about 350 of those. Yeah. Uh, that's what he's about to do to – what he's about to do to a, a NBC favorite, Eli Apple, oh is, uh, my goodness. is about Eli to be Apple. is about to be illegal. <laughs> like what he's gonna. I can't do- wait to see Eli Apple's face after he loses the Super Bowl. It's gonna be the greatest picture in the internet. So listen, don't get me wrong, okay? The Bengals have been a fantastic story. I absolutely am in love with Joe Burrow. Um, I love betting on the underdog, but I I've been fading them all all the like the whole time the whole playoffs i've been fading the Bengals. uh personally i think if the rams play at their best they're just going to be too good for joey b i think that defense is just too good and to me the x factor of this game is going to be that cooper cup eli apple matchup i don't think they can contain cooper cup i think cooper cup's going to win offensive player of the year uh i think he's been one of the best players in the league all year uh so Give me a 27-24 Rams Cooper Cup Super Bowl MVP. I like it. I like it. Um, But no, Tanner, I think a lot of us are actually in the same boat as you. I don't think you're that crazy. I think a lot of our hearts want 
the uh, want the Bengals to win. But deep down, we, we just want to see Matt Stafford get that ring. Um, I, I think more people are in that boat with you than you think. But uh, for this game, Matt, I am going to quickly comment on your uh, your Cooper Cup comment. Absolutely deserves Offensive Player of the Year. Um, Here we go. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw, at the Pro Bowl, they did like this anonymous voting thing where all the Pro Bowlers vote for their MVP, their Offensive Player of the Year, whatever it is. And like 65% of the Pro Bowlers voted for Jonathan Taylor for MVP. I don't know if you guys saw that, but <clears throat> just a stat I saw this morning. Anyways, to the big also game. been holding on to that one all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the big game, the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not going crazy with you guys. I have the Rams, too. Uh, slightly different score. I have 33-24 for the Rams. Okay? And Matthew Stafford's got to be your MVP in that case. If he puts up 33 Let's against the go. Bengals in the Super Bowl, he is going to be your MVP. So. Yeah! Um, no, I'm excited for this game. A lot of fun prop bets that we'll talk about a bit later, but uh, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this Super Bowl. I, I hate the fact that it's like two likable teams that are going up against each other because on one side, I really want to see Stafford get that ring. I think, you know, it's been a long time coming. But, bro, I've been fading the Bengals far too long. They've stolen way too many coins from me. I don't think I'm done. I'm done fading the Bengals. I'm on LBS the Joe not hype train. Yeah, I'm. I'm. All, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done fading the Bengals. And the biggest concern, obviously, for me is is like, is the is the Bengals O line. Like that's that's scary. Bengal. The Bengals. Have, I mean, Joe Burrow's been getting sacked like crazy in the playoffs, but you know he's been able to get it done somehow, which which is just makes this story even crazier. And you know, I think they have the two coldest white boys in the NFL, Joe Burrow. <laughs> And Evan Max. McPherson. So I got this game going. This game is going to be ending on a field goal. Money Mac is going to kick the game-winning field goal. I got the Bengals winning 30 to 28 in Damn. LA. Damn, it's going to be a it's going to be a storybook finish, man. Let me Money Mac for Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, oh, I'm just going to piggyback on what everyone has said so far. And like, to me, there's no loser in this game personally. Uh, exactly. No dog in this fight. Two great stories. Um, I do hate the Rams a little bit for the super team, but you, you got to respect it. And it's a lot of old heads coming together and, and making, you know, probably one of their last runs. So um, I like what McVay's doing. Obviously, he's like 36. Years. How old is he right now? 38? To two young. Oh, he's fucking young. Two youngest yeah, coaches. 36. Pretty yeah. sure he just turned 36. Yeah. Two youngest coaches. I'm excited to watch that. I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks. Um, like you said, LBS, that Bengals O-line is a concern for me. Defense wins championship is as old as time. Um, so I do have the Rams winning here. A lot of prop bets I want to talk about, but I'm going to go Rams 30 to 27. Close one, but give me the Rams. Uh, this, this game's uh, it's, it's a lot of matchups that are going to be exciting to watch. Got my boy Shiesty against Stafford. Uh, Aaron Donald and Von Miller against that shitty O-line that's somehow gotten Joe Burrow here. And then, of course, Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase. The matchup that none of you guys have touched on yet. That's going to be an exciting matchup. The big rookie phenom against the best lockdown corner. The thing with me, though, the thing with me for that matchup is, like, if you watch the Rams a lot, like, Jalen Ramsey doesn't move. He'll stay on his side all like, and they have three guys that can be considered number one receivers that he doesn't need to move. Like he could cover Tyler Boyd, he could cover. So I'm, I think you'll see a lot of Jamar Chase moving, but we'll get to that. Sorry to cut you off. No, no stress. But the the experience. I know I've talked about this all playoffs long. The experience, as Tanner called them, the Avengers, against a team that has never been here before, a very young team. Joe Burrow has been a winner everywhere he's gone. Unfortunately, it's not his time. And we've seen Super Bowls be overhyped before, and they all kind of turn out into a blowout, and that's exactly where this one is headed. Wow. 45-24 for the Rams. Wow. And wow. your Super Bowl MVP, we're going to go nice and easy, as I did last year. Defensive player Jalen Lockdown Ramsey for locking down those three receivers. Super Bowl MVP in a blowout. That is quite the take. My goodness, Shaner's back with his crazy Super Bowl takes. I'm I'm here for it. I don't even hate it, honestly. I really don't even hate it. 
Listen, oh. if, if the Super Bowl ended after one drive last year, my boy Frank the Tank Clark was winning Super Bowl MVP. So let's see what Jalen's got in store for me this year. I'm gonna go. Who am I gonna? I didn't. I didn't get mine yet. I'm gonna. I'll jump. I'll jump on with the boys and, and go Stafford. I would love to see him win his first ring and get MVP at the, at the same time. So yeah, that's who I'm rolling. If this game ends up being a blowout, man, I will be so disappointed. I do not want another another Super Bowl like that. But at least we got that halftime performance, baby. That's Woo! it. That's it. Speaking of course, that halftime performance is going to be a banger. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, that was our Super Bowl analysis. And everybody knows that even if you don't bet sports, when it comes to the Super Bowl, everyone's throwing money down because there's so many things to bet on, so many stupid props to bet on. And uh, that takes us to the NBC Super Bowl Challenge. We introduced it last year. Uh, we're bringing it back this year. Super simple. All you got to do, I think we're going to post it either Thursday or Friday. What we're going to do is we're going to post the link. You're going to click on that link. It's All the information is going to be in that bio. All you have to do is send an e-transfer to an email of $10, a $10 buy-in. The whole pot goes to you if you win. And basically what it is, it's 50 prop questions of the Super Bowl. You write your name. You, do your, you, you fill in your form before 6 p.m. on Sunday, and you're locked in. It's super fun bet. So even if you not a big football fan. It's, it's, it's stuff like, oh, is, is the result of the coin toss going to be heads or tails, which is personally my favorite prop bet of the, of, of the Super Bowl. It's a super simple one, but everyone knows that I'm always riding with tails never fails. Um, but yeah, there's stuff like that. There's uh, what's going to be the color of the Gatorade that gets dumped on the head, the head coach that wins the Super Bowl, right? Uh, there's going to be, is, uh, is the is the national anthem going to be over or under two minutes? It's, it's, it's stuff like that. It's going to be a time. Uh, who's going to take the first time out? Who's going to take the first penalty? Uh, who's going to kick the first field goal? Who's going to, who's going to win Super Bowl MVP? Who's going to win the game? Of course, all that stuff. So uh, yeah, you got to have a little bit of football smarts, a little bit of luck and you might come out uh, with we'll uh, a whole bunch of money. But, uh, but yeah, that's what I said. I wanted to know what your favorite prop bets are though, guys. Cause I, I told you mine's the coin toss that always gets me fired up, but, uh, but yeah, let me hear it. Well, I, I, I like the national anthem one. Yeah, that one's sick. I love it because, uh, awesome. you know, every year the national anthem and you, you do all this like research to see who's singing it. And you see, like, do they sing it fast? Are they fast singers, slow singers? And I was watching a video earlier today talking about how the singer that's doing this national anthem is notorious for uh, taking a long time, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that too. Yeah. No, it was the other. So, was, she, she goes fast. I saw it was fast. Yeah, I, I heard the unders oh, are locked this year. Yeah. Apparently, oh, like, oh, like okay. her name so is like Quickie yeah, or something. Like, a, like Quickie or something. Like Quickie Nicky yeah. or some, yeah. some did shit. Did we all see the same TikTok? Did we all see yeah, the same TikTok? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Probably. Unbelievable, dude. Well, was it last year where they had... makes her sound like a whore, but... There was last people year, like, outside the stadium, like, outside. recording it. Yeah. 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 But, uh, no, for, for me, my, my favorite uh, prop bet, gotta be the color of the Gatorade. One of the most fun ones to have. And you know I'm locking in orange this year. It's oh, the worst Gatorade flavor, but I am locking in orange. Every every year, bro, Dawson, we're together on this one. Locking in no orange. Doubt. I saw it too. I mean, I know neither of you guys have the Bengals to win, but I saw – I think it was Sam Hubbard, but it could have been someone else said all – like their Gatorade has been orange at every single game. The Ooh, Bengals so okay, far. I'm locking orange in then. <laughs> you know, okay. you know, know for Hollander, so never know. Another good one is uh, is is taking uh, the announcers this year. It's uh, it's Alan, it's Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. One of the prop bets we have is what's going to be Al Michael, the color of Al Michaels' tie, and then uh, we have another one. Uh, how many times is uh, Chris Collinsworth going to say, "Now here's a guy"? His classic little phrase. We have over under one point five times. But, uh, hammering the over. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a hammering that's a walk. the over. That's the <laughs> first one. <laughs> I don't know why, but I've always liked the who's going to take a first time out. I've always liked that one yeah. because it's literally like you can't even like plan for it. Like it, timeouts just come randomly, right? Well, yeah. not randomly. Like coach obviously knows what he's doing, but it's like 
oh, Joe Burrow broke the huddle with, like, three seconds left. He's going to take a timeout. Or, like, someone gets hurt and they just decide to take it or challenge or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know? Like, you never oh, know. It's the hardest one to predict, I guess. All I know is McVeigh and his his cracked-out self running the sidelines is not making out of not making it out of his first drive without taking a timeout. So, <laughs> do you think the Rams are receiving the opening kickoff? I'm going the Rams on the first timeout. Another good one, because me and some of my favorites, like the ones that happen right away, you know, you're looking out for it. Uh, another one we got going is what's going to be the, like, the choice of the first offensive play? Is it going to be a passing play or a running play? All right, and so apparently we're I'm, just listing everything that's going on in the thing. You don't even have yeah. to open it. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, like I love that because, like, sometimes when I bet on it, like, they'll do, like, a play action, and if you bet on a pass and he goes to stick out that handoff, you're freaking out. You're like, oh, man. You just lost, but then he pulls it back and get fired up. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I love it. And even last year, with the addition of the, will there be a streaker during the Super Bowl? A very that, that fun streaker bet. put his bet into his own hands. That, that was an all-time bet story. Yeah, that guy's my hero. You know, when you're down bad and you need to hit a big jackpot, you run onto the field yourself. That's what you do. Yeah, That's for those who don't know, at the Super Bowl last year. A guy literally placed a bet saying there will be a streaker, and then he went and did it himself. He had to pay, I think it was like $1,000 to get out of jail, and he ended up winning 100000 off that bet. Like, ridiculous. Talk about smartness. Yeah. Like, imagine he went to jump over the side, tripped, get caught by security, and <laughs> the cameras didn't catch it. Now he's just out $100, probably has a criminal record, and looks like an idiot. <laughs> Oh, well, my, my, my favorite one for this year, it's pretty specific for this one. I brought it up to the boys before, but is Jamar Chase going to hit the gritty? I think that's got to be a lock, whatever. If you can find that, if you can find that prop in a book, bro, I'm hammering that because he's going to have a touchdown or maybe two. So oh, Jalen Rams is going to lock him up. No, no, no. Watch out. Watch the only out. way he's in the gritty is if he scores or they win and neither one of them's happening. So bet, the, bet no. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. But listen, uh, actual football props. Have you guys looked at all? I saw VR Gridiron posted some crazy ones today. Like, if you place ten dollars on this, here's what it pays out. There was one like Tyler Boyd scores three touchdowns, you win eight hundred dollars. Like some random shit like that. But uh, I I haven't jumped into the uh, the parlor uh, the, the the like actual football props yet. We already know I'm gonna make a crazy parlay. I'm gonna oh, be out a hundred bucks, but. It's going to be an absolute fun time. I'm cooking up a fat one right now. I got, I got a four, a little four person one here. If, uh, it? are, are it's you, it's not that ready? big. It's not the, it's not a classic Dawson plus 8,000 for the Raptors to win by like 18 and Fred Van Vliet to score over a hundred. Raise your hand. If you had a plus 2000 parlay yesterday. Can't say I did. Bang. Raise your hand. If you lost like eight in the last four days. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm gonna throw it out there. Whoever wants to ride with me, I'm gonna be riding. It's plus six fifty, a little four, four legger. We got OBJ over sixty three and a half receiving yards. I think that's a lock because Eli Apple is gonna be that's covering one of them, and we might get that Giants uh, Giants matchup. Cooper Cup anytime Tuddy. That's like a lock all year. Uh, Stafford over one and a half passing touchdowns. And something that Bet365, I think, just added, Aaron Donald to get a sack. He was quiet last, last game. He's not going to be quiet again. Aaron Donald's going to get on the, sheet, on the stat sheet. Definitely not going to be quiet against that, D-line, uh, that O-line, let me tell you. Plus but, 650, uh, lock it in. But, yeah, that's, listen. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. All right, Tanner. What, what about the uh, over-under on the beers we're drinking for the game, boys? Oh, Ooh. Over. over. <laughs> I mean, I don't care what the number is. Over. <laughs> oh, okay, man. Tanner, talk to me. We, we, we all know each other's Super Bowl traditions. What's, what's the go-to Super Bowl tradition in the Marsh household? Well, unfortunately, um, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. So, right. you know, we're really not big fans of the uh, Super Bowl here. So, um, no, it's basically uh, – you know, we usually host a pretty nice size party, um, and it's literally just a, a pretty good time. It's just a lot of drinking um, and 
a lot of partying. Uh, not a lot of watching the game um, because, you know, like I said, you know, the Cowboys aren't in it. So, you know, but it's uh, usually, you know, we're getting married this year, so we're a little bit on a budget. But uh, we usually have a nice uh, rager. We um, usually for these games, we uh, we you know the fiance loves a halftime show, so that's a big thing we do. But usually, well, we try to, but usually uh, we don't usually make it all the way. Uh, we have a nice little game, you know. Whoever's rooting for who, you know, if they. Uh, if someone scores a touchdown, you have to chug a beer. Um, you know, we bet on, like, first downs, you know, shots. Um, it gets pretty wild pretty quick. And next thing you know, it's, uh, it's, it's wild. So we usually play a drinking game and have people over and um, make it into something fun so we don't let our Cowboys let us down another year. Listen, the more Tanner talks <laughs> about partying, the more fired up I get to crash his wedding. Absolutely. <laughs> Now I'm just letting all of you guys know if if you crash my wedding, now I'm not telling you the date, so you're just gonna have to like uh, straddle uh, what it is, like, straddle. Uh, Every time he starts I, talking about his wedding, it cuts out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. That planned, huh? Yeah, it's. Nuts, and uh, we're scared for a lot of people, a lot of friends and family. But you know, <laughs> we're gonna put a little warning down below, like, "Hey, if you're coming, be prepared to party." That's that's like one of the reasons is because like the venues don't close until like two, three a.m. Right. Right. So it's exciting, but yeah, we're the the you know we're excited about the Super Bowl, and we're for sure gonna party and. Uh, Love it. You know, we'll we'll say 12 years over under, boys. Whoa. Let's put like 18. 18. <laughs> well, I'll catch you a little slack with them little blue draws, mate. <laughs> under, you know, the boys, you know, you got to finish the whole game. Jeez. Oh, no. oh, you got to see your boy Jalen Ramsey get torched. Nah. Oh, Stop. yeah. You got to see him win, win Super Bowl MVP. And thank God first. <laughs> I'm not a Jalen Ramsey fan, so I, I think he's going to get torched. Wow. Oh, shit. That's crazy. I love it. And I, nice. I don't think he's he, – the last thing he's going to do is travel with Jamar Chase. Yeah, no, there's no way. They don't they don't play enough man for him to really do that. They don't have to blitz as much because they're D-line, so they don't have to travel. So they do a lot of, like, zone, uh, a lot of confusing, like, zones and change it up like that. But, um, yeah, I don't two think picks. he's – That's what I'm calling him. He's getting two picks. Wow. He's putting the game on ice early. He's putting the game on ice, huh? Hey, I listen, think he's going to be on ice. Nah. <laughs> Jamar is going to put him on ice. Jamar is going to be asking for a trade so he could hit the gritty in the Rams locker room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to go play for the Rams, though? Like, for sure. beautiful new stadium. Yeah. Your whole paycheck gets taken from taxes. But you're in L.A. You get to enjoy everything else being about uh, part of L.A. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of locker room, is there any more news on uh, whether or not the Bengals are, are taking the, the, the Rams locker room? Did no, you guys hear about the that? Chargers. Oh, okay, okay. Because I heard that they, 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 they might, you know, play some mind games. And that would be fucked up. Rams locker room. Yeah. That would be pretty joke. I would do it. I, I would have to take the Rams 100% locker. do it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Nah, you're just get, you're just giving a group of vets a reason to get angry before a game yeah, and play the game of their lives. True. If they take the locker room, give me fifty-two to twenty-four instead of forty-five. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, what about the Alouettes? No news of the Alouettes or what? No, CFL free agency started today. Yeah, I saw that. The Owls did nothing but lose everybody. Yeah. Actually, speaking like of X. Yeah, speaking of ex Alouettes players, though, uh, and I'll, I also listened back to the podcast when you when you came on last time, and uh, you mentioned you were good friends with uh, Jonathan Crompton. He actually got hired as the OC uh, at our at our university, which is pretty cool. I don't know if you heard about that. Oh, at uh, Bishops. Yeah. 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 Four, four of us going well. there, so that's that's pretty cool. Cool. Small oh, world. Tanner's coming up to Bishops <laughs> if they ever win. Eight alumni. Yes, sir. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what? That's pretty cool. I'm happy for him. He's yeah. he's a smart player. He's I think he'll be successful. He'll be pretty. You know, when I was up there uh, playing, or I was up there after my year playing, when I was staying with uh, my fiance, um, and we were living up there for a while. I actually interviewed for uh, the OC job at the University of Sherbrooke. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm happy to see Crompton up there. He's he's got a heck of a good. Oh, add some flavor out there to the good old Gators. Maybe they get them oh, a few more wins. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Sharif, right? Sharif. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the head coach. Yeah. Yeah. I know him pretty well. When I was when I was up there in Montreal, he was uh, the coach of uh, the Sea Jet. Yeah. CBN. He's also he's yeah. transitioned to uh, being a teacher now. I actually have a class with him. It's pretty interesting. He's a great guy. What does he teach? Uh, he's, uh, he's for sure an interesting guy. He's got quite the voice. He, he teaches uh, it's a sports and law class. Okay. Doesn't, um, uh, I mean, hasn't had the best winning record over there, eh? Oh, they've been all right. Yeah. It's well, just a brutal conference altogether, that conference. They're just... You want to you want to know something wild? And so when I did this interview, they sent over game film of when they they sent over game film of when they played Laval the year before, and they basically sent over this game and they said, "Break it down. Tell me how you would attack Laval and how you would beat Laval on the offensive side." Oh, that's literally, that's literally the interview. And, uh, it was, uh, I mean, I thought I, I mean, they did offer me a job to be like the assistant OC, but it was a weird thing because I didn't have a work visa at the time. Like it was, it was, it would have been a long process and, you know, I don't speak French. So that obviously, uh, was a banger. Um, but you know, uh, the one thing that I'm, I was is one thing that I'll never fully understand in the Canadian world, and I'm probably people aren't just like just like everywhere. Coaches are in like this clique, right? And the coaching clique in the Montreal world is really super tight, and they're like anti anything that they think is the right way to do stuff. Like anti, like oh no no no, that's not right. And it's really bad, and it has a huge effect on the Montreal uh, football scene. Because I'll, I'll tell you, like, Montreal has some hella good players, especially at the young age. And, um, you know, the coaches at that young age level, the high school level, and uh, coaches down there are absolutely embarrassingly bad. And even a lot of the – And they, like, take pride in being this way. And anytime you, like, try to come in and say something else, they're like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. That's not right. So I had a great time up there bothering all. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I guess it's kind of like that anywhere you go. No, it is. It 100% is. But, you know, it, it was always funny to me when I was up there and I was working with my quarterbacks and like people would start, you know, being like, Oh, you could tell he worked with Tanner because he's doing this. And like a lot of coaches in that area didn't like what I was teaching. And then when they would talk to me about it, like I would be like, okay, well, if you don't like what I'm teaching, like, can I see you throw a football? Like, can you throw a football for me? Like, do you, can you throw a football? Well, no, 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 that's not the, and I'm like, well, (laughs) (laughs) you cannot throw a football. And so, you know, that was the one thing that always drove me crazy up there. But but then, you know what, I say that, and on the other side, I also met a ton of uh, great coaches that were all about learning. And you know what, Uh, Sharif, I hope I'm saying his name right, Sharif was one of those guys that, like, I would go up there and 
help the juke the CJEP up there and I'd go to their camps because I also worked with their quarterback at the time. And Sharif would be like, he would be one of the guys that was interested. He'd come up and ask me all these questions. And, uh, you know, I really, I enjoy talking with him. So, so uh, you got a good one. And I think Crompton is going to kill up there because I'm telling you, man, you know, I think Laval is good and I think they got some dogs, but they're, they're, they're not as good as the pedestal that, you know, they're put up on there over there. Mm-hmm. You can't see them, but they are a great team. I hope that doesn't drive anyone mad. They are a great yeah. team. They got some players. So I know yeah, it's no. like a I know it's like a fine fine line when like an American says something bad about Canadian you know <laughs> teams or football players. So I don't want to I don't want to cause any you know nothing but controversy over here. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I agree with you though. I think yeah. we could, we've all seen that, you know, the past few years Laval has kind of been taken down a notch um, in, in large part because they don't have that dominant quarterback play that they had for 15 years in a row. They had the best quarterback in the country for so long um, and they're kind of getting taken down a notch and you're starting to see, you know, the Montreal's, the Calgary's, um, you know, all of them kind of emerge and stand out from Laval when it never really was a competition. So no, it's exciting to see, you know, competitive Canadian football once again. Yeah, no, 100%. And Anthony Calvillo, ACs, he's over there in Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so he's uh, yeah. he signed on to – but I think he just joined the the Owls coaches. Yeah, yeah he did, he did. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I hope he's – he is an absolutely amazing coach. I don't even know who's on the coaching staff anymore over there in Montreal, but he needs to be up there. He is a heck of a coach. He does a great job. Yeah, I don't even know. Who is the OC now? I don't I really remember. I don't know, but whoever's <laughs> signing quarterbacks. Wait, you, you froze there. Say that again. I said whoever is signing quarterbacks is not doing a good oh. job. No, I so we're not a fan of uh, of Dominique and Vernon. No, I'm huge fan of Vernon. I love Vernon. Yeah. Um, I think I I I've talked to him. Pers- I've talked to him over social media. Also, I love Vernon. I think he's, you know, perfect for Montreal. I think he's a yeah. great quarterback. You know, I think you got to use him the right way. Yeah. Um, I think he's a he's a big he's one of those guys that goes really you know he goes well with the flow of the game. But, like, if he starts struggling, you got to learn how to adapt your play calling to kind of help him get back in a groove. Yeah. And, um, you know, but when he's when he's playing well, man, he's hard to beat. But, uh, you know, I uh, I was a big Matt Schultz guy, too. I thought he was one of those guys that just never really got a full-on opportunity over there in Montreal. And, um, yeah, I felt like he was kind of in a similar situation that I was at, like, Oh well, there he's there. He can always play for us, but we don't ever want him to be the starter. But no, and we saw what he could do last year too. Like he, yeah. he came in and he played really, really well. So, but uh, no, it's interesting. Right, I, I'm, I have no idea what the Owls are going to look like this year. Absolutely none. They could be the best team in the East. Yeah. They could be the worst team in the East. I, I really have no clue. Well. I mean, who has Mastoli signed with anybody? Mazzoli Ottawa. Signed in Ottawa. Oh. Yeah, Ottawa who, who's over there? Holland. What's that? Who's uh, who's uh, over there in Ottawa other than Mazzoli? Uh, Nick Arbuckle's gone. Yeah, I should literally think he's the only actual guy who's ever played in the CFL. On yeah. Their, on their roster. Who was their guy last year, though? Bro, they had Dominique like Davis. They had a bunch yeah, of yeah. They had a, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I just don't think Dominique Davis is like an upgrade from Matt Schultz. No way. No, I don't. And I've just that. you know I've I. But I just I mean I I do think I like Vernon. I'm a big VA guy, big supporter. Absolutely. I was gonna say I, I kind of just want to see like what he could do with a full season, you know? Like I feel yeah. like we haven't been able to see that from Vernon yet, like a full season yeah. out of him. Like last year, he was actually play, he was playing okay. He was up and down, but I mean we've seen it. Like when he when he plays at his best, he's he's absolutely electric. Like he he makes plays all over the field. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he got hurt last year, and it was just uh, it was a weird situation because the Owls were good last year, but 
They just couldn't get it done. But uh, so y'all lost Stan back? Huh? Yeah, he's back. He's extended. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then you also extended. y'all lost uh, one of y'all's receiver, or did he get extended also? He was extended, Wineke or whatever. Yeah, so that's what you're talking about. DJ is still a free agent though. Yeah. Who is? BJ Cunningham. Oh, is he? Oh yeah. shit. I didn't even notice. But we got Gino's back, Winicky's back, Stanback's back. Gino Lewis is not going anywhere. No. Bro, no way. Gino's not going anywhere as long as VA's not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm sure BJ doesn't want to leave either. Like he's he's yeah, been in the job for signed a receiver that's gonna be cheaper than him. Like Damn, BJ's been there for a minute. Good for him. Yeah. He's a good uh, receiver. Is it though. time for the locks of the week? Yeah, listen. Uh, couple like a few weeks ago, we uh, we implemented uh, the lock of the week with consequences, and uh, today we were having a little bit of trouble coming up with a consequence. And our uh, our good buddy Tanner came up with a nice consequence since he's uh, he's down south and we're up north. He said uh, the consequence this week is uh, getting your underwear and doing a nice snow angel. So uh, that uh, Dawson, that you better sound- hope you don't go zero and four, buddy. Yeah. For those who forgot, Dawson has to put five bucks on Eli Apple to win Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Already done. Uh, but uh, but yeah, listen. I told you guys. Uh, I thought the Rams were gonna win a tough one, um, and I thought Cooper Cup was gonna win the Super Bowl MVP. So my lock of the week is gonna be Cooper Cup anytime touchdown scorer. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was uh, the first person to get in there, but uh, my lock will be that he will indeed get in the end zone at one point in the game. Oh, man. I'm so nervous. I really do- I really don't want to do this one. Um, well, I would make a joke and say that right now, Bet365 is making a great offer. Uh, <laughs> game totals over 0.5 is currently paying plus 100. Um, <laughs> a little promo for them there, but oh, man, I'm – I'm leaning between two, and I'm I'm kind of struggling. Obviously, I, I just make a parlay. No parlay go for you in the past. No <laughs> That's what I was gonna make a parlay of two favorites, but I want to <laughs> do something with the Super Bowl. Um, you know what? Our our limits minus two fifty. Yeah. I'm gonna go Matthew Stafford over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus two twenty. The boys are laying some stuff that I laid down in the lay before. Lock it I, in. I love yes, sir. I got another player prop from the Super Bowl. From one of my favorite favorite players in the NFL, Evan McPherson, over seven and a half kicking points in the game. Lock Shooter. it in. Wow. Lock it in. Shooter. Wow. I'm also torn between two, and just for the sake of variety, um, I found a kind of a niche prop, but I think it has good value. I think it's sitting at like minus 115 right now, so it's not even a crazy lock by me. But I'm going to go with uh, the highest scoring half to be the second half. I don't know the exact title of that, but I think both teams start out slow. We've seen it from both of them, all playoffs. They like to run. McVay, you know, the first drive, both teams could probably score. I think the Rams definitely score on their first drive, but um, I think the game slows down going into halftime, and then Joe Scheisse going to come out firing in the second half. Stafford's going to pile it on. I think we will get a bit of a high-scoring game, but I think a lot of the points are going to come in the second half. Tanner, you got anything before I throw mine out there? Um, you know, as long as yours, I want to hear yours first because if it's about Jalen Ramsey, then that might change what I'm going to say. <laughs> no, well, I guess it's kind of, Jalen Ramsey has something to do with it. I called it from the start of the playoffs. I'm going to ride with it till the end. Rams money line currently sitting at minus 200. Lock it in. Early payout. It's happening. Jalen Ramsey, lock it down. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go. I don't remember what the exact stat line was, but Aaron Donald with a with a sack. I like it. I like All right, that one. Here we go. We're only missing someone to take uh, Odell's over yards, and then the parlay. Everybody's back in the boy. Another lock is always OBJ over receptions. Man, this guy in is the a playoffs. Yeah. It absolutely, has bro. It. It's plus money. They have him five and a half, and it's plus money. I'm taking that. Like over yeah, five and a half sacks. <laughs> Over five and a half sacks at plus money right now, too. That might be something to jump on. It's at five and a half. You know what? Bet three six five. You're getting all my money on Sunday morning. 
so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, uh, yeah, that does it for our Super Bowl special. An episode 58 featuring our good buddy, Tanner Marsh. Once will again, thank you for... Yeehaw! There we go. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us. Congratulations on the engagement. That's fantastic. And uh, we look yeah, forward to, to welcome you back to Montreal when you can, when it's safe, and once you're getting married. So just basically, uh, just basically be prepared in August uh, because, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be up there a few weeks I know the early. Date. Text me the date, boys. I got it. I know the date. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're there. But, uh, yeah, like we said, like this video, subscribe, share, and enter our NBC Super Bowl Challenge drop-in. I'm going to say now on Thursday, do that. Win yourself some money. If you do that, Shaner's going to give you a nice little kiss. Oh, man.